Hello and welcome to the Crypto Trends Podcast. My name is Robert Croak and I am joined by my co-host Armando Pantoja. We are excited to be here and break down all things crypto. Armando and I have both been crypto investors and enthusiasts for over a decade and we are excited to share our thoughts and insights to help guide all of you through the next bull run and beyond. Today is our inaugural episode, so let's get into it. We look to break down many of the hot topics in crypto and offer our unique perspectives on them. We'll begin today's episode by talking about the Bitcoin ETF's approval, then work our way into the Bitcoin halving. With the Bitcoin halving decreasing the remaining supply and the ETF's greatly increasing demand, this has all the makings of a major crypto bull market catalyst. From there, we will discuss what we expect to happen before the halving and how to best position for what's to come. To fully understand how to position yourself, you will have to understand the different sectors within crypto, which we will dive into, and then offer some hot projects that we are looking at right now to cap off this episode. So I want to dive into this and start off by asking you, Armando, what you make of the Bitcoin spot ETF approval and ask you to explain to our viewers why this is such big news and why the markets are sideways since the approvals. Now... The Bitcoin ETF was one of the biggest things we've been waiting for in cryptocurrency, and Bitcoin in particular, because it completely legitimizes what Bitcoin is. There's nobody out there that can call it a scam anymore. That's it. How are you going to call something a scam that the SEC has approved to be an ETF? Now, what, we, what is happening right now is something that I thought would happen, is that people are just selling the news, right? Is that there's nothing else, no more excitement uh, leading into Bitcoin into the having really. There's no more news that's came out. There's nothing out there. So people are trying to protect their gains. There's been, you know, Bitcoin has gone from like, you know, mid-20s to 46,000 in less than a year, uh, almost 80% return. So people are just protecting those profits, uh, selling on the news and waiting for the having. So this was expected. I was always expecting like a 30% uh, drawdown. Uh, so we're like 16, 17% now. So it's expected and I'm not too worried. Uh, and we're just going to sit back and wait for the halving now because that's the next big news on the horizon once this selling goes away. Yeah, I think it was really kind of baked into the price, the buy the rumor, sell the news. And that's why I believe, and I called it out a couple weeks before the ETF approval, I wanted everyone to really understand that I didn't think as soon as they were approved immediately we we're going to have this huge run-up. I felt that the price was baked in at that $45,000, $46,000 level, and it would be a buy the rumor, sell the news, and people would take profits. And I believe that's exactly what happened and why we got to where we are. And now we just have to look at that kind of price point of that $41,500. And as we discussed with the team and Max, of if Bitcoin breaks below that, then we could see a further downtrend to maybe $32,000, $34,000 uh, per coin. And I think that's an important level because I think we all believe that based on the news with the having coming, we are going to see a $50,000, $60,000 Bitcoin in the coming months. But right now, we could still see further pullback as the ETFs are really getting into the trenches and these tens of billions of dollars are making their way into Bitcoin and the crypto markets. I mean, and there's also news, and I don't know how much validity there is in this, is that Vanguard and other uh, 
uh, platforms are restricting uh, money inflow into Bitcoin from their retail customers. So that could be a part of it, too. But I'm not going to get in and speculate. It could be. But uh, but like I said, is I'm not worried. Like, like we talked about earlier, that could be a drawdown to 37 and down to 32. Then that could be uh, the spike point for another bull run. So, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm not worried. And actually, to be honest, if it goes to 37, 32, that's my... That's when I'm going to start buying more. Yeah, I think any drawdown right now is a gift from the gods for people to dollar cost average and get into the Bitcoin market more. So let's talk about the halving. That is the next big step in the iteration of Bitcoin and the adoption and what's going to happen with the price. What do you think is going to happen between the halving and the spot Bitcoin ETF? What's it going to do to affect the market and the pricing moving forward once the halving occurs in that April 18th to 20 range? To me, I think the halving is going to be similar to what happened with the ETF, right? Is that it's not going to be from day one to day two when the halving happens, it's going to be a spike up in the price. That doesn't happen. Uh, there's one thing that happens in a halving is that the miners that are inefficient have to give up because the way having halvings work is that uh, you're going to do you from day one and then the halving happens to the next day, the miners receive less rewards for their activities and their effort. So if you're an inefficient miner, you're no longer profitable. If you have old machines or your electricity costs are too high or you just have an inefficient operation, no longer, you have to quit. So what, when, when operations quit, what do they do? They sell all the Bitcoins they have in their, in their, uh, that they have in their, their control, right? So all that influx of Bitcoin comes onto the market and causes the price to stay stable or either, even drop down, even though the halving has occurred. So then after all that happens, it could take a month, two months, maybe even three months. Then we start seeing the bull market take effect and the price start going up. That's to be expected. It's happened every other uh, having that's ever happened in history. So I'm expecting that to happen. Uh, I'm not worried about it. And, uh, and I think it's like, I agree with you. We're going to see a $50,000, a $70,000 Bitcoin uh, within, before, you know, sometime this summer. Yeah, and it's just it's just great because so many people, and I hope this podcast really resonates with all the listeners and people that follow us throughout TikTok and Instagram and all of our communities, is to really understand never to have a knee-jerk reaction when there's a news or there's something that happens in the markets because there's always going to be volatility, and it's going to get probably less and less volatile in the crypto markets in the coming years. But the main aspect is to stay strong, do your dollar cost averaging, and know what you're getting into. So let's talk about something a little off base here and the Kathy Woods uh, prediction. Her base case was 600K for one Bitcoin, and her bull case by 2030 was, I believe, 1.5 million. Uh, talk to me about that. If you think we're going to see those prices in the coming years, or do you think it's a little more tempered from there? Uh, if you look at the previous, I think what's, as the halvings move forward uh, in time, each one will be less dramatic, right? So the first halving, it went up like 50 times. And the second one, you know, I don't know if that's exact, but every halving has been less dramatic than the previous. Uh, so, But it's always been at least 10 times from the previous bottom to the top. So if we look at that, and we have 2030 is what? We got 2024, 28, and we got, you know, I can see it happening easily. I can see a million dollar Bitcoin by 2030. I can see a $1.5 million Bitcoin by 2030. Uh, I remember when I first started trading Bitcoin, we often tell these stories is that I got my first one for like $70, $80, yep. right? And I would have never believed that it would have went to 1000 Nobody could have convinced me. That was just, if it got to 300 I would have been happy. 
You know, nobody would have ever convinced me at that time that it would be where it's at today. Yeah, I bought my first Bitcoin at $7. Um, so that's how far that goes back. And I show people all the time that are close to me some of my sales of selling 100 Bitcoin at $300, selling another 100 Bitcoin at like $800, selling another 100 Bitcoin at $1,100. And boy, I wish I could have those all back. But when you look at the returns, and that's the most important part of investing, when you're already looking at a 7x or a 5x or a 10x gain, you think you're a genius because none of us could have ever expected Bitcoin to go from $7, $70, all the way up to 60-some thousand and now possibly 500,000 a coin. So it truly is one of the greatest times in our lifetime and in history to be investing in cryptocurrency and be along for that ride because it really does level the playing field for the average person that's trying to build wealth in their lifetime and, and really get out there and learn the crypto space. So that's what I love about it. So let's go into kind of our third section of this episode, and that is what we believe are the top three sectors for 2024 in this bull market. Currently, there are over 3 billion gamers on a daily basis, which contribute $135 billion on virtual gaming alone. So that is why the number one sector for me starting out is crypto gaming. I think it has the strongest narrative. And in 2022, where these figures came from, it has grown since then. And it really does just show you how big these sectors are getting. And that's why the gamers now can be rewarded in ownership through the use of blockchain technologies. And we expect this figure to see explosive growth in the next couple of years. So to really put it plainly, the gaming sector was doing great before crypto and now is really enhanced with user experience and the capabilities with these merging technologies. And that is why um, I just love this sector the most. Yeah, uh, and we talked about that earlier. One of the things that excites me the most is the ability of, of, a, of a decentralized game or play to, uh, play to earn or play, to, uh, play for ownership of the game, right? Is that, uh, and, and I was explaining this earlier, right? So uh, Max actually explained it to me. And it was like, when we play these games, and I played Battlefield for years. I played StarCraft, right? But Battlefield is a better example. As you play these games, you start earning weapons, you earn armor, you earn different camouflages. But once the game is over, all that stuff goes away. Like my kids, I get so mad at them because they spend their money on Roblox for penguins and stuff like that. But then once the game, they lose their username, all that's gone. But what we're talking about is these items being represented by NFTs. So you would never lose them. As long as you had your NFT, you know, you had to control your NFT and you could also sell them to other people because they have value because if a person is buying these items or working hard to earn them, they have real world value. So if they have real world value, they should be, uh, be able to be sold and bought and sold on the marketplace. And the people who earn them should have some type of ownership or some type of value in the real world. So I think that's a great model. And I believe that that's going to create a lot of uh you know, value in the future and a lot of interest in these coins that represent that. What three gaming projects interest you the most, Robert? I would say right now, the list we've compiled that I'm the most excited about in this bull market run is Nakamoto Games, N-A-K-A. -A. 
A lot of you have heard me talk about this project for, you know, a couple months now. And I just look at it that they have a huge following. I think they have over 178,000 followers just on Twitter alone. And there are claims out there publicly that they have over 650,000 registered users already. Along with the strong community, these are just two really important factors to push a lower cap altcoin into the bull market. And this crypto game has both of those elements. Currently, the price is, I think, $1.37, and it's had quite a run over the last few months since September of 2023, uh, where it ran up over 400%. So I really like this one a lot. And also, since December, it's reached the, uh, since December, it pulled back approximately like 43%. This is a good position to DCA into, I think. Yeah, I agree. So my second coin that I've been really hot on and I've been buying a lot recently and really sharing in my community and throughout the public lives and on my on my TikTok is Immutable X, I-M-X. It's currently positioned to be the first layer two scaling solution for NFTs on the Ethereum blockchain. And that is just so huge for digital ownership through decentralized gaming applications. So game developers on IMX have praised it for unlocking so many capabilities. And IMX currently sits at just above $2 and was up as much as 370% from the run it had starting in October of 2023 through last December. So in the last three weeks, it has pulled back 32%, which really provides a great dollar cost averaging entry point, just like Naka Games. So my third coin in this sector is Beam, B-E-A-M. And Beam is a great ecosystem for gamers and developers to come together and really shape the future of the gaming industry. One of its core components, the Beam SDK, which is a flexible software development kit that enables the game developers to choose between all of the different tools that can be used to fuel and structure their in-game blockchain elements. I just really love Beam for this matter. It's just very promising, and it's built off the foundation of building the community first in gaming, which is so important, as we said, for this sector growing so quickly in the next couple of years. So that's why Beam is my third coin, and I really like it a lot. So now that I've reviewed our top gaming picks, I want to pass the torch over to you to talk about our next sector that we believe, and that is crypto projects leveraging AI technology. We know one of the biggest drivers of the stock market in 2023 was AI. There was a lot of interest, a lot of excitement about how AI was changing so many different industries, right? That's why NVIDIA went up. That's one reason why Microsoft, we had C3.AI that did great things in 2023. So I really believe there's going to be huge interest in AI and cryptocurrency. A lot of new projects are going to come out. There's a lot of great coins already out. And I think that the next is going to be a major narrative in this bull run, the merging of AI and cryptocurrency or AI and DAOs or AI smart contracts is going to be a huge topic in this 2024 bull run. So which crypto AI projects are you most bullish on right now? I had some major callouts in 2023 with Fetch and Ocean Protocol being two of them, but let's walk through the current list and what you're most bullish on in this sector. Well, it's hard to tell which projects are going to be the leaders of this narrative, but I just want to say it's important to allocate capital across many projects in the crypto ecosystem. Here are a few of my favorite projects right now. One is Fetch AI. 
I think Fetch AI is going to be a great, great uh, coin in the future with this AI movement coming up. It's an artificial intelligence lab that's building an open, permissionless, decentralized machine learning network with a crypto economy. Fetch had a run of about 300% in 2023, and that's why I love it. Yeah, and as money floods into AI during the bull market, we believe that Fetch will be a major player as they have had so many major backers that invested in this project. So Armando, lead us into our next coin, Ocean Protocol, and why we love it. Now, I love Ocean Protocol as well. Ocean Protocol was built for the data economy at the intersection of blockchain, AI, and data. Now, we talked about how AI is going to be a major narrative, and data is a big driver of AI, so I think Ocean Protocol is positioned well for this next movement. It has a strong team of 35 advisors across many, many different disciplines. Currently, Ocean is a little bit down from its all-time highs, but it's positioned well to take advantage of the crypto AI merge that's coming later on this year in this bull market. I love Ocean, and I called this one out over two years ago. I've been dollar cost averaging into it since. So let's move on to our third call out in this sector, and that is Veracity. Armando, walk our listeners through the benefits and the outlook of Veracity VRA. Veracity is a mix of AI, machine learning, and cutting-edge blockchain technology. It's one of the most powerful advertising ecosystems out there. It has a very low cap, and you know, I always like to get into coins with low caps, right? And one of the biggest things that shocked me about Veracity is that they actually burned half of their tokens you know, recently, right? And they, it, this decision was driven by the community. And you rarely see that in cryptocurrency is that they gave a community of almost 500,000 members the right to choose how they're going to move forward with their token. I love uh, projects like that because it shows that the owners are in accord with the community and it always ends up being a great, uh, great product when that happens. So, like I said, is I really love this coin going forward and I think it's going to be positioned well in this crypto AI merge that's coming this year. And with over 300,000 wallet users, they're off to a really good start considering that it's still a low cap coin. And that's why I think there's just so much room to move in the next bull market. So our third sector today, this is our inaugural episode. I'm super excited to share all of this information. Everyone is so excited about the crypto market. So many people are just beginning to learn about it. We've been in it for over a decade, so it's really fun that we've been able to join together and create this podcast where we can share our knowledge, learn as we go, and really help everyone be guided in the right directions of what to do in crypto and how to take advantage of the explosive growth opportunities. So our third sector for tonight is DeFi. And our first coin in DeFi that we've chosen that we really love moving forward is Avalanche, A-V-A-X. So Armando, break it down for everyone and let's talk about Avalanche. Avalanche is a layer one blockchain solution that functions as a platform for decentralized applications and custom blockchain networks. It's one of Ethereum's biggest rivals, right? And we know Kathy Woods recently said, I think today, that Ethereum would flip Bitcoin. So it's very, very it's, it's a strong, strong position to be in to be considered one of Ethereum's rivals, right? And it launched it launched three years ago in 2020, but it's been they've been working on developing their own ecosystem, expanding that of DApps and DeFi. So like I said, is I think Avalanche has a great, great future going forward. 
And currently, Avalanche is at around $36 after it soared as high as $50. And its recent rally of 470% was back in like October, December of uh, 2023. So our last coin we are covering tonight in DeFi is XDC. So take us away on XDC, why you like it, what's the breakdown for our listeners. XDC Network is an enterprise grade, and what that means is for large corporations, open source blockchain protocol. It's uniquely suited to revolutionize, decentralize, and liquefy the trade finance industry through tokenization of real world assets like we've been talking about earlier. Huge, huge, huge. It's extraordinarily fast, two second transaction time, near zero gas fees, and over 2,000 transactions a second. It's no way that a coin this efficient could not do well in this next bull run well that's it the first episode is in the books for the crypto trends podcast i want to thank each and every one of you for listening and following along you can find us on instagram at crypto trends podcast and on spotify apple and youtube we are so excited for 2024 and beyond and sharing all of our crypto insights with all of you if you love the podcast please share it with a friend and give us a five-star review And we'll see you next week.